This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, where the Indians are taking on the Royals in a three-game weekend series that got off to a rough start for the Tribe on Friday night with a late loss. More on that shortly, but coming up on this week's show, we'll visit with Indians outfielder Greg Allen, starting pitcher Shane Bieber, closer Cody Allen, and also reliever Adam Simber, along with the weekly farm report and Tribe Director of Player Development, James Harris. Now on to our week in review, and it began on a promising note in Boston, a much-anticipated series with the team having the best record in all of baseball. Coming into the series with 88 wins, the Red Sox were a juggernaut, and the Indians were coming to town, also a first-place ball club in the American League Central Division. The series began on Monday night with a great pitching matchup. Corey Kluber for the Tribe against Rick Porcello for the Red Sox the last two Cy Young Award winners in the American League. And things did not look good early. Boston scored three runs in the first two innings off of Kluber, but he would settle in, and the Indians' offense began to climb back into it, starting in the fifth inning thanks to Melky Cabrera. Porcello's into the line. Here's his pitch. Swung on, and that's driven. High and deep. Headed to the bullpen. Home run, Cabrera. Milky Cabrera driving one to right center. And he puts the Indians on the board with his second home run in two days. It's now Boston three, the Tribe one. The next inning with Francisco Lindor aboard, it was Michael Brantley going deep. Porcello with a high hold. Fires. Brantley with a high drive, deep right field. It's got a chance. Gone, and Michael Brantley has tied the game at three. A towering two-run home run to right by Michael Brantley. His second career home run off Rick Porcello. And we've got a 3-3 game on Michael Brantley's 14th homer of the year, giving him 67 runs batted in. Then in the seventh, another long ball from an unlikely source, outfielder Greg Allen. Greg Allen will bat left-handed. Can he do some two-out damage? 3-3 game. 
the next offering, and it's swung on, hit high, and hit deep to right field. This ball is going, gone to the bullpen. How about Greg Allen? That's how you make it a 13-game hitting streak. His second home run of the year. A two-run bomb to the Indians' bullpen and right. And the Indians lead it 5-3 to three on their third home run off Rick Porcello in the last three innings. And with those early innings in the rearview mirror, Kluber was still out there getting it done in the bottom half of the seventh. Kluber hasn't given up a run since the second. Has struck out five, has walked one. He works first base side of the rubber, and his next delivery is swung on a high bouncer to short. Lindor with a belt high hop, guns it over, one down. Now Andrew Benintendi, will we see Kluber stay out there, or does Terry Francona mix and match? And that's what he'll do. And Corey Kluber, and this is why he is special, folks. It's also why he's the ace and probably the most respected player on this Indians ball club by his teammates. He was bobbing and weaving throughout tonight, but he battled his tail off, and he leaves with the Indians up 5-3. to three. Then in the ninth, you knew it would not be easy against a tough Red Sox lineup, but Cody Allen got the job done. Pitch number eight of the at-bat to Kinsler. Here it comes. A swing and a fly ball. Hit to shallow left. Brantley comes in. Makes the catch. Ball game. And Cody Allen in a 28-pitch ninth inning works out of it. And the Indians take game one here at Fenway Park by a final score of 5-4. to four. So the Indians were 5-4 winners on Monday night in Boston. And they followed it up with another impressive effort on Tuesday night. The pitching matchup, rookie Shane Bieber on the mound for the Tribe against Nathan Ivaldi for Boston. Scoreless game, fourth inning. Jan Gomes stepped in with runners on the corners. Here's Ivaldi's 1-1. Swung on, ground ball near the middle, and on through a base hit. And that'll score Cabrera with the game's first run. Well, the Red Sox, they had Xander Bogart shifted and not playing at his normal spot. He was over in that hole between third and short. Playing Gomes to pull. And Gomes hit it more toward the second base bag. No shift. And boy, I, I got to believe it. To the shortstop, but not that time. And the Indians string together three consecutive singles to take a 1-0 lead. Later in the inning, it was Greg Allen coming up with yet another big hit. Avaldi's ready. Here's his pitch. Swung on, and that's looped down the left side. Bending, and it drops fair and trickles into the corner. One run is in. That's Kipnis. Gomes will hold it third. The throw comes to second. In safely with a double is Greg Allen. And the hit streak continues. It's at 14, and this one drives in a run to make it 2-0 Tribe. Oh, Greg Allen going to the opposite field. A floater down that left field line that stayed fair. And for Allen, his fifth double drives in his 11th run. And on the mound, Bieber had it going early. 2-0 the count. Here's Bieber's pitch. Swung on, ground ball to shortstop. Up with it, Lindor to second for one. Kipnis to first, double play. And the side is retired. So Bieber allows a base hit, but he has still faced the minimum. And we will head to the fifth. 
In the fifth inning, he got a little help from his defense. Greg Allen with a great play in center field. The 0-1 swung on, and there's a drive to center. This one's hit well. Back on it, Allen. Back on the track. Leaps at the wall. He makes the catch. Crashes into the wall and hangs on. Oh, this great series for Greg Allen here at Fenway Park continues. And he hit that wall hard. And he's holding his elbow as he went up, made the leaping catch. And there's padding on that wall, but there's no give to it. And he hit it hard. More defense from Allen coming up. But first, it was Melky Cabrera extending the Tribe lead in the sixth inning. The 1-2. Swung on and hammered. Deep right center headed for the triangle. This ball is gone. It got into the bullpen. Oh, what a drive to the right of center by Melky Cabrera. He's doubled. He's singled. He's homered. And it's 3-0 Indians. And you don't see many balls hit out there by that triangle that when it gets to its apex is 420 feet from home. Michael Brantley drove in one more in the sixth to make it 4-0 Tribe. Then in the bottom of the seventh, the Red Sox looking to get on the board with two runners on and Mitch Moreland at the plate. Bieber, hands below the belt, sets, fires. Moreland with a drive! Deep center field! This ball, Allen racing back, dives! He made the catch! Tagging and scoring as Martinez Bogart tags and goes to third. Greg Allen near that triangle in center with his back to home plate. Made a diving catch on the warning track. A sensational extra base hit taken away by Greg Allen. What more can he do in this series? And we're only two games deep. And folks, the Indians have found their center fielder. His name is Gregory Allen. Boston fought back to get within two, but in the top half of the eighth inning, Jan Gomes provided some insurance for the Tribe. The wind-end pitch. Gomes with a high drive, deep left field. Down the line it goes toward the green monster. Gone! He got it over the 37-foot wall into the front row of the green monster atop that left field wall. Jan Gomes, a three-hit night. His 12th home run and 39th RBI. Oh, what a big insurance run for the Tribe, who now lead it 6-3. to three. And in the ninth, it was Brad Hand on to finish things up. 6-3 to three, Cleveland, two down, runner at second, bottom of the ninth from Fenway Park. They're upstanding, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of conviction in the Red Sox fans cheering right now. Now the one-two delivery. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Brad Hand wipes out Mitch Moreland with a wicked slider, and the Indians have won the first two ball games in this four-game series. Knocking off the Red Sox tonight by a final score of 6-3. to three. But that proved to be the last win in the week gone by for the Indians. Wednesday, the Red Sox snapped a rare three-game losing streak in this season for them. 
with a 10-4 victory over the Tribe. Thursday, too much David Price and the Boston offense in a 7-0 loss for the Indians at Fenway Park to close out the series. And then on Friday night here in Kansas City, well, the Royals with a stunner on back-to-back -back home runs by Ryan O'Hearn and Hunter Dozier in the bottom half of the ninth inning. They win it by a final score of 5-4. to four. That's your Week in Review. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Indians outfielder Greg Allen. That's coming up as Tribe Talk continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all stages situations. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City where the Indians are playing the Royals this weekend. The Tribe returns home to open up a new homestand and a long one. Three different teams coming in. It all starts Tuesday night with a three-game series beginning against the Twins. Tuesday and Wednesday nights at 7-10 and then Thursday afternoon at 1-10 before Tampa Bay comes in over Labor Day weekend. Well, Greg Allen has been on quite a tear for the Indians. The rookie center fielder has come up for a fifth time now joining the ball club from AAA Columbus, and he has been absolutely what the doctor had ordered in center field, an area that the Indians have been thin on due to injury this season. But Allen certainly has filled the bill of late. We had a chance to catch up with Allen on Tuesday after Monday night's game when he hit what proved to be the game-winning home run over the Red Sox, and he says he's happy to be here with the big league club. I mean, yeah, really just trying to play winning baseball around. Um, I think guys one through nine kind of go into it with that mentality. Um, you know, Red Sox have a tremendous team. Um, and, uh, you know, you knew that it was going to be a grind and a fight. Um, really didn't get off to a great start. They put some early runs on, and uh, we really weren't doing too much for Priscilla. But um, Melky got us going, you know, with that homer. Brantley followed it up that next inning with the two-run homer of his own. Um, so really, you know, just glad to push some runs across there late and hold on for the win. When you look at the Indians outfield right now, you're between two really good veteran players and Melky Cabrera and Michael Brantley. How much can they help you as you continue to get your feet wet here at the major league level and really make an impact? Uh, you know, it's invaluable having time to spend next to those guys and um, a handful of other guys that are on this team, coaching staff included. Uh, just being able to learn from veteran presences like that. Um, guys like Melky, we were talking during one of the pitching changes um, and he had mentioned that, you know, his his first time playing at Fenway was back in 2005. Um, so, you know, you you do the math and, you know, you know, the, that was you know, 13 years ago. So obviously the the amount of time that he spent playing at this level, the things that he's seen, what he's experienced, um, there's so much to be gained from that. Likewise with Brantley, um, you know, just 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 overall the way that they approach the game. Um, both being tremendous players, tremendous hitters, um, and just the way that they go about their work. Uh, there's definitely a lot to learn for both of them. Well, certainly you're learning well, and uh, it's been a, a good stretch for you and the ball club. Thanks a lot for coming by. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. 
That's Greg Allen, Indian center fielder, who has been on quite a tear of late. Last 17 games, he's hitting at almost a 400 clip. Well, another rookie has also been tremendous for the Indians. Shane Bieber on the mound for the Tribe. Good friends with Greg Allen, and uh, we'll hear, hear that a little bit during his conversation with us. But Bieber was tremendous in a win on Tuesday at Fenway Park in Boston, and uh, we had a chance to visit with him after that game on Tuesday night. And he talked about pitching for the first time in historic Fenway Park. It was a big deal for me last night. Um, I, I'm, I'm really happy with the way I kind of, um, before I stepped on the mound, kind of stepped back and, and kind of took in all the scenery and, and really, um, you know, just took everything in and enjoyed it and then, you know, stepped on the mound and, and tried to get to work and go out there and compete. But I think I, I took it all in and, and this place has so much history and such a good atmosphere and such a fun place to play. It was, it was really enjoyable. And last night, two young guys, yourself and Greg Allen, had major impacts on the game. Uh, what's it been like for you to see what, what Greg has done here coming up and, and playing at the major leagues at a high level now? It's awesome. It's awesome. We're pretty close, and, and you know, it's, it's awesome to see the success he's having right now and, and how things are, are really starting to pick up for him. And, and he's really starting to get on a roll, and he's swinging it well and always playing good defense. And he made a couple of tremendous catches for me last night, and he, and he goes in and... Uh, you know, really, really every night and every game he makes, uh, it seems like he's making a, a, a highlight real catch. So, you know, he does a tremendous job out there and things are coming together at the plate for him too. And he's, he's really impacting the game. It's been awesome to see. And most of your starts have been really strong. Uh, the few that haven't, it seems like you've been able to come right back and, and rein it in and, and get back to what you do well. And then what's been the key there to, to not going into any type of extended stretch where it's a struggle? I think just, you know, staying focused and, and putting in the work in every single day and um, you know, not getting too caught up in, in how things may be going. Um, just trying to go out there and, and compete, really, bottom line. You, you don't really have a choice when you step out on the mound, and, and at least that's the way I look at it. I try and go out there and give this team a chance to win because, um, you know, we've all seen what happens when you, you can give this team, uh, you know, just keep them in the ball game as long as possible. We make some special things happen, so it's been a lot of fun. I know, by the way, they've won 9 of 10, and uh, you're obviously a big part of that. Do you really like where the, the team is right now? I, I do. I think we're in a really good spot. Um, you can kind of feel it. Obviously, it's, it's nice to come to a place uh, with, with so much atmosphere and, and kind of uh, maybe catches, gives you a second win this late in the season and really starts to lock us in. So I feel like we're in a really good spot right now and, and playing confident and things are going well. All right, Shane, nice going last night. Thanks for the time. Thank you. And Shane Bieber with seven wins now on the season in this, his rookie year in the major leagues. Stay tuned. More to come as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. number eight of the at-bat to Kinsley. Here it comes. A swing and a fly ball. Hit to shallow left. Brantley comes in. Makes the catch. Ball game. And Cody Allen in a 28-pitch ninth inning works out of it. And the Indians take game one here at Fenway Park by a final score of five to four. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City where the Indians are playing the Royals this weekend. Earlier this week, we had a chance to catch up with Tribe closer Cody Allen 
who has really had a roller coaster season this year as some inconsistencies have crept into his game, much more so than we have seen at any time during his major league career. He's trying to battle through it. Got a save on Monday night at Fenway Park, but then on Friday night here in Kansas City, a tough one, allowing back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the ninth that allowed Kansas City to win the ball game. And we caught up with Cody before the series in Boston got underway on Monday, and we talked to him about the Indians looking forward to the challenge of playing the Red Sox, one of baseball's best teams. Yeah, obviously we're trying to win games every single day we go out there, regardless of who we're playing. But this would be a, a good test for us, this team right now. You know, they're kind of the, the class of the American League right now. Um, and, and, and so it'll be a good chance for us to, to gauge where we're at and, and to, to, to compete in uh, a really, really good atmosphere in Fenway Park that, that can rival playoff games. So uh, it, it'll give us a good taste of what we have to look forward to. And you mentioned trying to, to win every game regardless of who you're playing, and, and I know this team is very good at that, uh, but it's been a while since you've played a, an upper echelon team. And is it something that you do look forward to when you have that opportunity? I mean, you obviously know these series are coming up, um, you know, on the schedule. So, um, you know, especially this year, kind of the way the American League is shake, shaking out a little bit, you have – you know, a handful of teams that are at the top, and there's a lot of separation there. So, it's, I mean, you, when you go in and play uh, a Houston or a New York or uh, an Oakland or a Boston, you know, you, you see it on the schedule and you know it's coming and, and you're getting ready for it. And because of where the Indians are, it, do you allow yourself to look a little bit ahead and think of it as a possible playoff matchup, or do you have to stay away from that? I think you have to stay away from that. Um, you know, obviously in the back of our minds, you know, we know – uh, that these are the teams that we're going to be facing off against in October when everything's on the line. But at the same time, you have to try and stay in the moment and uh, and try and play good baseball that day, regardless of who you're playing, uh, because momentum is very fragile. Um, so if you have something good going and you're looking a few days down the road, that's when uh, you know bad things can happen. Fenway Park. Uh, what makes it special in your mind, having played here a bunch, including a playoff series? Uh, I mean, it's, it's just such a storied place. Um, you know, it's a, it's, you know, here Wrigley. Uh, you know, they're the two kind of you know historic places that you walk into now, um, and and there's been a lot of good things and, and special moments for the game that have taken place here. So it, it's nice to be a part of that. Cody Allen joining us, Indians reliever. And uh, personally, uh, you've had some good stretches this year. You had some challenges along the way too, and and. It seems like it's starting to, to fall back into place for you. Are you getting that good feel back for, for some of the pitches that make you effective? Yeah, I think, I, you know, just trying to stack as many good pitches together as I can um, and, and just keep building on um, success. So, uh, you know, felt good the last few times out. Uh, been able to make some pitches when I had to. So hopefully we can continue to trend in the right direction. And you've had a chance to, to come in earlier in games and pitch multiple innings. I know in the past you've said sometimes that gets you going. What is it about that that can get you going? I think being out there for an extended period of time can allow you to, to make the adjustments accordingly. And you see you have instant feedback right there, whereas maybe in a catch play or a bullpen session, you know you, you know it feels good or, or you know it, uh, it looks good, but you haven't quite tested it in, in that game atmosphere yet so when you're out there and you know for two innings and 30 pitches it gives you a chance to make some adjustments uh, and if when when things are going well it gives you a chance to go out there and repeat it uh, so many times to to try and get that good feel for it so the next time you go out there it's not as foreign as you want it to be.
And can some of the additions help you as well with, with Brad Hand here now and, and Andrew Miller coming back, even though you still have to make your pitches, does it help when, when you have others around you and, and the bullpen starts to get stronger as a unit? I think everybody gets better when you add guys like that and you have a guy like Andrew come back. Um, you know, it gives your bullpen so much more length. Um, it kind of evens out workload a little bit. Uh, and, you know, when you're out there and you get into a bind, you have, you have guys that are kind of come in and, and pick you up and do a good job. All right, Cody, enjoy the series. should be fun. Thanks, Rosie. That's Cody Allen, Indians closer, still trying to find that good consistency that we've grown accustomed to over the past several seasons. Another reliever trying to do the same thing is Adam Simber, who came up big in back-to-back -back appearances early in the Boston series, both Monday and Tuesday nights. We caught up with him Thursday, and he said that things are coming around for him, and a couple of key things that have helped him feel strong on the mound have come into play. I mean, it's a combination of mental and physical. Um, I mean, make sure you're getting your physical work down in the bullpen before games. And um, mentally, like you go through those patches where you don't pitch for a few days, you got to stay mentally prepared. Um, and when you, you struggle a little bit, you got to just kind of brush them off and not let it get to you. Um, and just try to ride the wave, um, not get too high, not get too low, but stay on it physically and mentally through all of it. And you're with a new team, which sometimes, if you do go through a tough stretch, it, it's hard to to have that background for them to, to help yeah. you. But um, you were mentioning that Terry Francona has been great with you in terms of trying to figure out what works best for you. And explain what's happened here to try and get you back on the, the right track. Yeah, Tito called me in the office the other day and said, hey, like, um, we're going to try to get you up in the bullpen to get you some work. Like even if we're not going to get you in a game, like we just we know that you're used to throwing a lot in San Diego, and um, at that point, I wasn't throwing a ton. Um, so he said we're just going to we're going to get you a little bit more work, and um, you'll get through this tough tough spell, and we're going to stick with you and um, stay on it. And what did that mean to you, especially coming to a new team that that there's that? that level of help sometimes that can come into play. It's awesome because you're already beating yourself up enough. Like when you, like you said, coming to a new team, you're trying to let the coaches know that you're not a terrible player, <laughs> that, uh, that they traded for somebody that is going to help them out. And um, I think that sometimes it's easy to try to do too much to, to show, show what you got. And um, I think you, you just need to trust yourself a little bit more. I think that when you got Tito in there that's telling me that he trusts me and he's going to keep sticking with me through the, the good and the bad, and um, he believes in me, I, I think it's awesome for him to come find me to tell me that and not me have to run into the office and say, hey, I swear I don't suck. <laughs> and for any pitcher, I would think if you want to pitch in the key spots, and you had a chance to do that earlier in the series, and then went back out for another inning, uh, how important is that to, to know that, that they had that confidence in you in those kind of situations? It's awesome. Um, I mean, you always see, you, you got to have that confidence in yourself, but to, to know that the coaching staff and the team you're playing for has that same confidence in you, I mean, it's just that much more support and makes you throw those pitches with a little bit more conviction. I think everyone on the team enjoys coming to Fenway Park. They're playing a great Red Sox team here this week, and uh, you're the same. Uh, explain your your background with the Red Sox and why this is fun for you this week. Yeah, my, my favorite player growing up was Nomar Garcia-Para. I was a shortstop, too, and always looked up to him. So around the 2002 era is when I started following the Red Sox, and then they got really good and took off and won the World Series in 2004, and that was one of the best weeks of my life. And uh, Just showing up here the first day and seeing the monster and all the sights that I've seen on TV through decades now, uh, it was pretty surreal, pretty special, and then get to pitch out there on the mound. It's something else. 
That's been a good week for a lot of the Cleveland Indians. Adam, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. That's Indians reliever Adam Simber. Stay tuned. More to come as we conclude Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Again, the 3-2. Swing and a miss. What a job by Simber. He comes back and strikes out. Ian Kinsler, and now it'll take a call to the bullpen for Brad Hand. But Simber passed his first really major test as an Indian. Can you imagine how great that kid feels? Gets a slap on the back from Tito Francona. And there will be a party of many Indians welcoming him to that third base dugout. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, get your head in the game. This ain't no exhibition match. This is for real. You've got a house to insure, and there are no excuses because Progressive's Home Quote Explorer makes it easier than ever to get the coverage you need. Here's some music to get you pumped. Feel that Did I say stop saving money? No! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. gorgeous day off the shores of Lake Erie. We do not even have a whisper of a breeze. We have absolutely perfectly blue skies and sunshine overhead. Just one of those summer days you dream of when the winter winds are howling here in Northeast Ohio. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. Indians on a weekend series here with the Royals before heading home to open up a new homestand Tuesday night against Kansas City. Good things happening in the farm system. We check in with the Tribe's Director of Player Development, James Harris, and the minor league seasons are finishing up. The Indians are hoping to have teams playing as long as possible. And how about this? Heading into play on Friday, each of the Indians' full-season clubs were in a playoff position. So that's great news. And James talked about how the postseason outlook is shaping up for the farm teams. Yeah, with two weeks left, I think most of our teams are either in playoff contention or within two games of, of playoff contention. So it, it gives us a great opportunity to continue to play, keep developing these guys, and developing those winning environments. And I know uh, Terry Francona has talked about it too with the amount of players coming back from injury, an opportunity too to allow for rehabbing major league players to get some time in, and, and how much does that factor in to what you're doing right now? Yeah, anytime we can help our, our major league team, that's our goal. That's that's why we exist. So that's that's obviously a plus for us. And for the players that are coming up through development, it's great to be around those guys. They get to see how to work. They get to see what, what it's like to be a, a major leaguer, and that's also always an example uh, and a mentorship for our guys. Now, I know you've had a chance to take in some of the action with Lynchburg at the high single A level, the Carolina League, and we'll focus on some players there. And uh, let's start with a couple who have moved along. One in particular, uh, shortstop Ernie Clement was at Lynchburg for quite some time, and he just recently was moved up to the double A level. But uh, what did you see from him? Another middle infielder who looks like he's a, a real good prospect. Yeah, I think the, the great thing about Ernie is he, he puts the bat on the ball. And it's, it's as simple as that. Um, whether it's in the zone or out of zone, he, he's, he's making contact. Um, he's working on making sure he's making harder contact in the zone. And he's playing a, a decent shortstop for us right now. He can also play second base. So he's, he's put in the work. He's hit everywhere he's been, Lake County, Lynchburg, and now Akron. 
So he makes that team more competitive. And another player that we've talked about quite a bit this summer is third baseman Nolan Jones, who about three weeks ago was moved up from single A Lake County up to Lynchburg. And, and what have you seen from him in terms of adjustments as he gets acclimated to a higher level? Yeah, it's interesting. This is his, his first real full season uh, opportunity. He started off in Lake County, did did well there. He's adjusted to third base. You walk out and you don't you don't see a guy who's transitioning to third base because he played shortstop in high school. You see a third baseman. He's a big boy. He's about six three and a half, two hundred and twenty five pounds, uh, and he, he's he's a grown man out there. Saw him in at we were playing in Delaware, and he's from the Philadelphia area. Had about forty five people in stands for a away game and uh, he handled it in stride and did well. And when you mentioned that moving up from from Lake County to Lynchburg, they are both single A leagues, the Carolina League and the Midwest League, but uh, what are the challenges that a player faces moving between those two leagues? How much more competitive is the Carolina League than the Midwest League? Well, Carolina League is when it starts to get quite a bit more competitive. It's, it's usually a second or third year that players have been in full season leagues. Uh, pitching gets a little bit better. They they start to know you. You play teams more often, so they they develop reports and, and can get you out a little bit better. Defense plays a little bit better, um, so you start to see uh, if your skills will play at a at a higher level in that league. Staying on the offensive side with Lynchburg, uh, Northeast Ohio kid Mitch Longo is having a real nice season. Uh, you look across the board, a little bit of power hitting for for some good average. And, and what have you seen from Mitch over the course of the year? Yeah, Mitch is a guy who brings passion to the game he goes out there and every time he's, he's that bad he has a chance to do something special um, we've been working on him with him to kind of hone that in to be able to tap into that when we need it and he's been working really hard to give himself an opportunity to help us and an outfielder with Lynchburg Austin Wade is someone I know you wanted to talk about this week and, and what do you see from Wade yeah he, he started off in in Lake County and I mean he's played some good defense for us he's come up and he's a Hard worker has been a leader there in the outfield, even though he's the was one of the youngest guys there, and uh, he's he's really made a a nice opportunity for himself in center field in Lynchburg, and they they love him there. James Harris joining us, Indians director of player development, and uh, we'll go to the pitching side at Lynchburg. And rare do we have a chance to do some breaking news, but uh, one of the pitchers at Lynchburg is on the move again, and he is shooting through the system after being drafted this season. And it's uh, Nick Senlin, college-drafted pitcher. And uh, why is he moving so quickly, and, and what allows you to move him up again? Well, he's a mature, mature guy who, who brings something to the game that you don't see every day. Uh, his slot, meaning where, where he releases the ball and how his arm goes through is at a lower level so you don't see that as often um fans may have seen joe smith it's not quite there it's a different different slot but that's the type of thing we're talking about but, but with that he's been able to get guys out um but yet still has some velocity on it so it's a it's a different look and it's succeeded at each level so now he's going to be in double a and we'll see if more a more advanced hitter will be will, will be fooled by what he's bringing well, how about that nick sandlin uh, drafted this year, started in the Arizona Summer League, uh, then Lake County, then Lynchburg, and now Double A. So he continues to move through the system. A starter who has stayed at, at Lynchburg all season, and, and you've had a chance to just let him kind of settle in, is Sam Hentges. And uh, he's made 23 starts. It uh, looks like some good durability there. And, and how has he grown from the start of the season to now near the end? 
well, number one, he's a he's a really big guy, 6'6", 220-pound lefty, um, that is the youngest guy on that staff. But, I mean, he's the, he's the leader of that staff, being the, the youngest guy there. So it's been impressive to see him go in and out the, the whole season long and be a, a dependable guy for that team. And one other pitcher that uh, has had some good success over the course of the season, talking about Eli Morgan, another starter, and, and what do you see from him at this stage of the year? Well, Eli is a guy who started in, in Lake County, and we promoted him to, to Lynchburg. He's a guy with a, a changeup that seems to play very well, and he, he depends on that. So it's been great to have him there with that crew and, and face some advanced hitters at that level, and he's had, had some success. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, uh, command such a, a big key, and, and we've seen it at the major league level earlier this week, Shane Bieber with another strong start in Boston, and, and command is such a key for him. And it seems like that's filtering down into the minor league level. And, and what do you really try and impress on the pitchers when it comes to commanding the baseball? Well, I think the, one of the, the primary things that pitchers have to do is be able to throw strikes. Uh, it's a it's a really simple game that sometimes can get complicated by humans, but it's simple. You throw strikes and you hit strikes and you, you catch the ball in the field and you throw guys out. So if we can do the basic things of the game and do those really well, then the other things kind of the other skills stack on top of that. So it doesn't really matter if you can throw it 98 mile an hour and you can't throw it over the plate. The, the higher you get up in the system, double A, triple A, guys stop swinging at things outside of the zone. They get more disciplined. So you got to be able to throw strikes and, and throw it where you want it. Well, a lot of good stories this week in the Indians farm system. And, uh, James, always great to have you on. Thanks for the time. Awesome. Thanks for having me. That's Indians Director of Player Development, James Harris. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for all his, uh, his help in putting together our shows on a weekly basis. And uh, we'll catch you next week when the team's back home. The Indians with a nice long homestand coming up over Labor Day weekend. They'll be taking on the Tampa Bay Rays, and that's where our show will originate from next weekend, Labor Day weekend, back home. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 